You're very welcome to episode 25 of LOI Weekly and a very Bohemian-themed episode this is with two of their players, no less than two of their players, standing sitting beside me and Dan here for episode 25, which is Everson Podcast Republic, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes and Snapchat. And uh, first of all, I've got to give a very big welcome to Shane Supple and Oscar Brennan. How are you getting on, lads? How's it going, lads? All right. Good. Cheers. Thanks for having us. Not at all. And uh, Shane's second time, but he didn't get to he didn't get the experience to Johnny Ward. No, I was. Uh, that you was Cheltenham. Chatting. Yeah. You, you like the horse, Shane? Yeah. A little, I, bit? a little bit. Yeah. 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 Don't have a gambling problem on it, that, do you? <laughs> no. Definitely not. Oscar. <laughs> uh, one me two into my. I have an uncle who was a jockey uh, around Ireland and raced in. Who was that? Mickey Brennan. Oh yeah. He yeah. In California for a while, then in Santa Anita, but he's. Training horses now down in New Zealand and uh, doing horse dentistry as well down there. Whoa. Yeah, so that's my only link, but one maybe gambling man or yeah. much interest really. In terms of, uh, I'm obviously just back from uh, the Galway races and that was an experience in itself, yeah, but um, Johnny Dunleavy went down on the train with me and uh, it was... Uh, it was it was a very interesting experience because he really does have a big interest in horses. Like, um, so is it prevalent in the League of Ireland that lads like? Uh, you know, obviously, you, you can't bet, but do they like the horses? Do they? <laughs> is there think, an interest? Um, I think when there's a festival like Galway or you know Cheltenham Cup, I think lads would have a little tipple now mm. and then. Um, our WhatsApp group, there was a few uh, tips flying around. Not bad ones actually as well early on in the week but I think that's just it just the festival week that was in it you know yeah. and the attention on it and Oscar you're from near Leopardstown as well of course yeah yeah just Sandyford. right beside the race course so uh, through the summer this Thursday nights around where we don't get down to them obviously during the season but Stephen's Day be a big day in the, the festival mm. just after Christmas be a big big week so go down to that every now and again but overall one too much into the horses. You've you've quite a posh uh, background to be playing League of Ireland. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get a bit of stick off the lads, especially playing for bows over on the north side as well. So yeah. Well, what, what are you saying about bows there? What do you mean especially playing for bows? <laughs> well, I think if you just walk down Daily Man Park, you see the kind of working class protests, uh, graffiti, looking around. So get a bit of stick off uh, directors, even, and that for being a south sider. But it's all good. And we should get through the uh, results from last week. Uh, I was up in Valley Buffet for the Friday of Galway. Not nice to get away from it all. One of the results there, of course, was Finn Harris won Galway United three. Paddy McCourt sending off huge uh, influence on in that game. Shamrock Rovers nil. Derry City two. Bows nil, Bray nil, and uh, I'll speak to you very briefly about that in a minute, Oscar. Uh, Drogs nil, Cork one. Cork rather rode their luck a little bit in that game. Dundalk beat Limerick 3 nil, and then on Saturday, uh, Sligo won, uh, St. Pat's won, and we've the big news as well that Stephen Kenny has signed a new contract. And just actually looking at uh, RT's soccer page on their on the phone coming in it was the main soccer story which back in the day a league of ireland manager signed a new deal would certainly not have uh, trumped the premier league at this time of the year so that's great to see but oscar um he played bray by all accounts wasn't the the may west in terms of a spectacle but uh, a friend of mine uh, said it was your best performance possibly of the season yourself myself yeah um I'm not sure. I, I thought I played okay. He often goes to the bar before and during the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We might have been looking at someone else. Um, yeah, I think going into the game off the back of Cork, obviously on the Monday and Rovers, we uh, you know we really fancied ourselves and wanted to push on. We couldn't leave for Bray with a win. Um, but it was disappointing on the night when we came in at Nilo, but looking back on it now, 
Bray are a really strong team. They have really good players. And over the course of the season, we've beaten them twice and drawn once. So keeps us in touch with them. And Rovers losing, obviously, we're kind of point closer to them. So overall, the week, we've got seven points from those three games. So I think all in all, it is a good result, especially playing three games in the one week. is tough, obviously. And you have a chance of coming fourth. Yeah, we, we do. Obviously, the main objective when the season started and still is the main objective is to stay up in the league. Like, you know, we saw with the two wins last week how quickly their fortunes can turn around, but it can go the same way, really. Like, I think when we came back from the break, we beat Pats and Sligo and people were saying, oh, we're definitely safe now. But we went on a few games there. We lost three in a row. And suddenly, when we were looking back down the table, we were only a few points clear of the relegation zone. So... I think we just have to keep our heads on and we've a massive game obviously in the cup this week but in terms of the league survival is still the, the main well, we're trying to figure out what prompted the turnaround here now there is some suggestion Shane <laughs> that it was a media ban that there was ban, some kind it? of media ban imposed no, nothing about that before, before recent games I think we had Dinny Corcoran booked in here one day um, Owen who's here we had Dinny about to come in a derby special and then all of a sudden Media bans only happening in Gaza. Something changed. But, well, you see, well, just, well, who, who, who here has had to do with GAA? Could, could there be someone with a GAA background here who would, who would understand the benefit of a media ban? Shane. There might be. There might be. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I suppose that you can blame the GAA background for that. Um, it was something this I was thinking about. This is an exclusive note, Dan. It's the first seven <laughs> Yeah, it was something that, um, just the week that was in it, obviously, um, with the game, and it was such a massive game. And, um, on the back of the three defeats we had as well, it's just like it might have been nothing. It might have nothing to do with it at all at all. But I just thought, you know, speak to the lads about it and see what they think. Um, first of all, it's not going to be just one person making a decision. Speak to the management, see what they think. So they left it up to the lads to decide, and we decided just to, you know, keep the head down and focus on the game on the Friday night. Um, listen, it might have made a difference. I don't know, but again, you do see that a lot in GAA and, and lads not speaking. But it was just something we I said I suggested and you know to, to me to Did you feel it was just a sense of just clearing the heads a bit after a bad run that if you come out and say something I don't know it's derby week Yeah I think because we've got a lot of lads you know who hadn't played in a derby maybe as well um, and younger boys as well in the squad that you know this is a massive game for us and we need to you know we've lost them already twice this year in the league um, and we need to stop this bad run that we're on in terms of losing the three games beforehand so just to help focus maybe a little bit the lads and make them realise that this is a serious week we have ahead. We're going on to Cork, obviously, as well on the Monday night. So, you know, obviously you take one game at a time, but we could have been on the back of five defeats maybe. Mm -hmm. So um, that's what I was thinking um, behind it. And I just suggested it to one or two of the boys and put it out there and they all agreed. And the gaffer, you know, said, listen, leave it up to you guys. And Oscar, think, what, Oscar, what do you think of this? <laughs> well, it was easy enough for me. Like, nobody would be ringing my phone, but Superstar Shane there. had <laughs> <laughs> the media on to him the whole time, so it might have been a bit tougher for him. <laughs> to be fair, though, we did say, like... Uh, when when Dinny um, kind of gave us the two fingers, basically, <laughs> we said Dinny's a good lad, and we could actually see your perspective on it though, because it was a big game, and you were on a bad run. Like it's not yeah. like you're coming in on a podcast for an hour when you're going shit. Like I, I wouldn't see that as the easiest thing to do, you know. And when we try to bring someone on the show, we try to do it like kind of like asking your boss for a day off after when he's in good form. Yeah, it's just yeah, like yeah. bring them on when they're playing well, like so, yeah. and it worked out well. Yeah, it did work out well. I felt sorry for you guys, obviously, as well. So much so that you're here again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I had to make up for it. Um, but yeah, no, Dinny was great, you know, obviously as well. To, it was hard for him because he had to make the call himself, you know, and I put him under a bit of pressure. So, but um, yeah, 
listen, we got the result that we wanted out of the game and, you know, I don't know if it was for that reason alone, but, um, and then obviously the Monday again, so maybe there's something in these uh, bands. As a 72 hours, like how satisfying was that in terms of your time at Bowes to win the derby? Yeah. and then winning Cork that must be up there in, in terms of yeah, yeah definitely you know especially in the time I've been there over a year now it's, it's they've been the best two uh, best couple of days at the club um, to go and beat uh, Rovers and Rovers and then to go down to Cork having been beaten all season and to beat them 1-0 and um, was, it was great it's great um, great coming back on the bus after the Cork game as well such a long journey down and you know it's it's just nice for a change to uh, to be on the winning side of a, of a result like that and it's great Great crack on the way home on the bus. Everyone's in great form, and you know what a week that was in it. So yeah, it was a brilliant, uh, brilliant few days for the club. And the, sorry, Dan, to interrupt. The, you you celebrated the Rovers win with a tweet as well. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. did. Yeah. yeah, and a nice little picture as well to go with it. Yeah, Dan. Well, I mean, I don't actually have it in front of me, but uh, there it is. It's very hard to describe. That's, that's really. Keith Ward, who appears to uh, <laughs> appears to be. Um, it's very hard to describe. In love really. with you. In love, the, yeah. The but your tweet was to do with uh, cup finals, I think. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's looking to his media advisor. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real GA yeah. fear of, you know, real <laughs> fear going on under the table there. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, during the week, I don't think Rovers didn't implement the same media ban as us, so <laughs> there's a few comments made. But, well, I made the tweet, but I don't know, you can read into it whatever way you want, but obviously it's just it was my first time playing in Tala, actually, so it was just in front of a massive crowd like that. And not only, obviously, it's important to beat Rovers, but in the contest of the league, it was a massive win. Uh, we'd gone three, three games on the bounce losing, so aside from the derby win and all that, like I know it's massive from the fans' perspective and from the players' perspective, we, we always want to beat Rovers, but to get the three points was just was massive as well. The contest of the league. The whole dynamic of the derby now, Shane, from your time there, I mean, it is very much a sense that Rovers are full-time and Bows aren't, you know, in terms of, and there's a, there's a sort of difference in terms of budget. I mean, do you enjoy that underdog aspect of it? Because there does seem to be, it's always Bows trying to take them down. And it hasn't, it's, it's gone both ways in the last 10, 15 years. Either club has had their time in the ascendancy, but it does seem to be this sense of Bows enjoying yeah. knocking them off their perch a small bit maybe I think so I think the, both clubs have had their ups and downs over the last 10 or 15 years um, but yeah at the moment the way it stands both financially or whatever way you want to look at it yeah they would be in a better position than us in terms of recruitment and what they can what they can pay players what they can get through the gates you know a bigger stadium and all that kind of kind of stuff you know getting to Europe as well helps them so yeah at the moment we are um you know, under, underneath them, I suppose, in terms of where we're, we're both at, uh, football-wise. Um, but, yeah, it was great. I said, the derbies are massive. The Rovers derby, or the Rovers Bowls derby in this country is the biggest game um, the league has. So, it's great to be a part of it. It's great to be, you know, on the winning side. But it's not well. like a cup final, though, right? <laughs> no, no, certainly not like a cup final. It's just another game. <laughs> no, it's not just another game. It's a, it's a big it's a big one for the fans. It's, you know, it's important for the for the clubs. You know, it's important, especially when we're playing at home for our gates and stuff like that. You know, it's the biggest one we get every year. So, um, they are, they're very important and it gives the fans a great boost during the, the rest of the week. And I suppose, looking back on, on last weekend, and beating them on the Friday and Cork on the Monday, the, the vibe and you know the the mood in the camp was was, was great and the, and the supporters and the lads feed off that as well. So it's a, it was a great week. There does seem to be a good vibe around Bows at the moment, though. In terms of I think the crowds this season have probably 
maybe been better than expected or certainly there seems to be a good buzz down there um can you experience that can you are you aware of that yourselves that it, there does seem to be um there, there seems to be a positive response to this challenge to stay in the division the people seem to have come on board with it uh yeah obviously it's my first season with bows so i can't compare it to different to other seasons but since i've come in it's been really positive and even looking at the uh extra time that he put up figures for the attendances this season I think the average attendance at Davement has been around 1,900 which is fantastic it's great going yeah especially for the club um, a lot of the finance is based around obviously being member member owned it's based around gates and getting bums on seats so you know it's been brilliant and since I've been here it's been all positive even we've gone on four or five game losing streaks and you still hear the fans chanting the manager's name like I don't think watching football around the world in England, most managers, you know, the fans are calling for their heads if they lose four or five games in a row. So it really is a, and my experience has been really positive from both the fans, the directors, the gaffer, the lads. It's, it's been positive all season, whether we've been up or down. Just sticking on the football side of things, lads, uh, it's been said that you're punching above your weight a lot in terms of your wage bill versus other clubs I'm not going to ask you what money you're on but is that true that you went to Bowes knowing that you're not going to be on the riches say obviously the Rovers would get maybe even Sligo would get and Oscar Brennan is laughing it's like his new contract must be lucrative or something but you know going to Bowes that uh, it's probably a bigger picture than maybe earning a lot of money yet you could finish fourth this season yeah I think so um, like yeah, it's not only the budgets are not the biggest down in, down in Bohemians, but the club is a lot more tougher than than just that. Obviously, there's a lot of young players there as well coming through, like Oscar and and Food and um, Warren O'Hara, who've, who've you know been given opportunities this year. I think when they came in first um, at the start of the season, they probably weren't saw that as you know regulars in the team, but they've played majority of the games now, and they're they're so important to the team as well. So, for, I suppose from their point of view. It, it's been great. It's a st- potentially a stepping stone. I don't know, you know, where their careers are going to go, but it is. It's you know, it's, it's different in that regard. I suppose with the with the finances down there, but the, the club does as much as it can. You know, you talk about punching above our weight, and all that. you can say that. But I think the Gaffer and Trevor have done a great job in terms of molding a team together. That's you know, a, a team. You know, that's not individuals or you know, no big egos there. Um, and we go and we play for them. We play for each other and the, and the fans every week. So. Um, it's 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 nice when you when you get a, a group together like that. Um, we love to be a part of the table, challenging you know for Europe and you know other things. Obviously, the cup this weekend would be nice to go, you know, on a run there as well. So, um, but we'll see. But it's it's a great club to play for. Yeah, and just to talk about Trevor Crawley, when he went to Rovers, there was huge expectation because of his coaching ability. Um, it it didn't really work out. Not not unlike a lot of other Rovers managers at the time, but everyone speaks about how good he is in terms of on the training pitch and coaching, but. I suppose I put this to you, Oscar. He just seems to work very well with Keith Long. They seem to bond quite well together. And definitely in terms of a lot of people would have said after a game or two, Bowes are possibly going to get relegated. You've probably been the surprise patches of the season, maybe along with Harps. Yeah, I think if you read a lot of papers before the season, there were a lot of reports. We were tipped as uh, one of the teams got down, especially with three going down. Um, which I suppose was fair enough if you looked at the, the squad and there was a lot of unproven players and young lads coming through but um, you know, Trevor's had a massive impact obviously um, I again I can't speak much for, for last year I know Graham O'Hanlon was in there um, so Shane can speak a little bit more about that but I worked with Trevor for a brief period uh, when I was at Bray actually and um, during his 
brief stint there. <laughs> uh, uh, so one of the last twelve managers you've had in the last year. Yeah, years, I so. think I was operating for four months, and I had four different managers. So that was a tough period. But um, now Trevor, obviously, I was on the PFAI camp before the season, and speaking to uh, people involved there, like they could only say really like positive things about Trevor and only spoke highly of of his coaching ability and I think that's evident this season we've all improved massively as players uh, individually and as a team himself and uh, the gaffer have worked really well it's been a really good relationship and at the moment yeah we have a good thing going I think Johnny as well also there's another man that should be mentioned along with Trevor and, and Keith and in terms of recruitment of players, and that's Dave Henderson. He did a massive job as well, along with the gaffer and recruiting players this year. And not many people will know the work that he does. Again, it doesn't just uh, stop with the first team. It's, it goes right down now, obviously, the way the structures are changing in, in football in this country. So he, he's a massive um, part of the club and in terms of what he does as well. So he deserves huge credit as well. And just the club itself, like, you, you know, you have been described as kind of the hipster club of Ireland, which is kind of like almost a kind of a, a joy. But if, you know, you've, you've a great selection of craft beer, I've got to have to give you that. You, have, you had an FC United game there lately, which sounded like a great, great crack, Hacienda and all the Joy yeah. Division days. But when I was at the Dundalk game, a game that you were at as well, Dan, when we saw on the programme about this... Uh, you know, the Mountjoy prisoners thing, which I'd, I'd never heard of before. I was like, well, there's more to this than kind of, you know, being cool. So tell us about that, because I, I, I certainly felt it was one of the, the most kind of upbeat things I'd heard about, you know, players going certainly out of their way to make the club relevant in terms of life itself. Uh, yeah, I got into it at the start of this summer. Um, it's the Bohemian Foundation, our... Uh, organization they're linked to the club but they're not part of the marketing department of the club so the objective isn't bums on seats i know other clubs maybe have similar uh organizations linked to them but it's more about trying to attract fans and get people into the ground but that's not what the post foundation is about so do the main objective is to just improve the local community in whatever way possible so one of those um activities I suppose you could call it is that we go into myself and Shane have been going into Mountjoy prison uh, since the start of the summer on Tuesdays and Thursdays uh, we go in for about an hour and coach and train prisoners and basically play football with them in preparation for the Conway Cup which will happen on September the 9th so twice a week you're in a prison which must be the only <laughs> the first in the League of Ireland how did, you, how did you feel when that was put to you first as an idea uh, to be honest, I probably I had to do uh, work placement for my college anyway. So I'd been speaking to Bose about... I We were made aware of the Bose Foundation when I first joined by Matt Devani, who was the president of the club at that stage, and Chris Breen has taken over since then. So I spoke to Chris uh, about my work placement and about if there was anything in the club I could get involved in. Are you in UCD, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah in UCD. Um, so he talked to me a bit about the foundation and different projects they did so I got talking to that and I started off just doing walking football in Cabra with uh, people with mental and physical disabilities on a Wednesday morning and I basically he had mentioned the Mount Joy thing to me so I was quite keen as soon as I heard about this so I kind of bullied him into getting it going so uh, Tommy Hines one of the directors he uh, he's been involved the last few years really going into Mount Joy so I started going in with Shane then on a Tuesday and I'm really enjoying it. So what was the first day like? Um, I suppose you do, doing your 
don't think about it really like I it, in your mind you're kind of thinking of films you've seen and <laughs> <laughs> <Sean Shank Redemption. laughs> yeah is it the same as that and so in a way it, it is a little bit uh so as main difference from the films is they don't wear a uniform they're just in casual clothing and it is sort of I don't know if you could call it relaxed atmosphere, but it's not. It is not. It is very, especially yeah. now at this stage, we've gotten you know to know the guys quite a bit. And what sort of um, offenders are we talking about here? And what have they actually done? These guys, like, it can be from varies, you know, different um, different offenses. I suppose there's a there's all kind of kinds in there. So obviously there's there's high end security as well, which we don't get get close to, but. Um, the other parts of the prison, maybe lads have you know done whatever and they're, they're there for ten years and you know they've worked their way up in, in a sense and they're allowed this kind of time now where they can get into the yard and they can you know you know train or play football with us. They don't get into the yard that much by all accounts and so I think they enjoy when we when we come in so they can get a, an hour out and some of the guys are quite handy footballers as well. But um, I said we've got we've gotten to know the guys quite a bit um, over our time and. They're really appreciative of, of you know of us coming in and and giving the time we suppose as well. But it's great for us to, to see. Listen, these lads, you know, they're in there for a reason. So, you know, they did something wrong. They made a mistake. A lot of them as well. And it's 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 been you know one mistake that's ruined their lives. So, but they're a lot of them are trying to you know put themselves back on track. And w- with this project, what we're doing, and with the foundation at the end of it, obviously there's the Conway Cup, which is, is sponsored by the Conway family who've been involved with the club for years, you know, the five lads involved in bowls and it's it's they sponsor the cup on behalf of their father. And tell us about um, the cup then that's uh, So it's it's gonna be the game on the ninth of September. Um we'll we have a group of nine to tw- uh, ten or twelve lads that we've been coaching and trying over the last number of weeks. And so we'll pick a, a seven aside team for that somehow. <laughs> Hopefully not upsetting them. <laughs> um, and their group will come in from Weefield Prison as well and we'll, we'll play a match and obviously the winners will we, you know will receive the Conway a bit Cup. of a coaching edge League of Ireland experience and all that over the Wheatfield boys <laughs> yeah a little bit. I actually was in there a few years back as well I did something with the training unit in the in Mount Joy as well and we went out to Wheatfield and played they have a better facility in terms of their, their pitch out there is an all weather one and um, right. whereas the guys in Mount Joy are on a, a concrete oh, <laughs> is that what you're dealing with yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. so it's not it's not ideal you know but I have to say uh, in terms of you know the games and that, that we play with the boys it hasn't been one injury or one bad tackle or anything like that it's great you know and they're, they're very sporting towards each other as well and they'll call their own fouls and that so um, it's good like that but where does the Conway Cup take place then? it'll take place in the yard um, so in you've Mount got a, kind of an advantage in terms we of have a little bit we know all concrete. the little, yeah, the nooks and crannies <laughs> in there so um, it's like going up the Oreo with the plastic but the guys the foundation have gone over as well to Holland um, in the end of September um, with a number of ex-prisoners, I think there's nine of them gone over who haven't reoffended in two years, and they were part of this, similar to myself and Oscar are doing at the moment, and they're going to bring these guys over to play in an international tournament with ex-prisoners over in Holland. So, some of whom have like proper experience apparently playing ball as well. Yeah, by all accounts, some of these lads have played in Germany and uh, and and Holland at a professional level. So I think one of the guys is Schalke. Um, ex Shelkin that so whatever he he did I don't know but he's an ex Dave Henderson along <laughs> good deal yeah you never know what I you might pick up if, if Ronaldo yeah. would got done over his tax it would have been, <laughs> would have been a real <laughs> scramble for his services like you know but um, yeah. but, but, but I mean were you, were you intimidated going in I because mean, this is like what did your sort of family or people say say to you when you hear you're going in because it doesn't sound like the Especially most textbook your upbringing Oscar, you know? I, I, was sort of, I, was sort, I was sort of alluding to that <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't get yeah, many yeah. Sandy for advices in yeah. there <laughs> uh, I suppose when I told my mum at first she was a bit she didn't know what to say but 
I'm old enough now to to make my own decisions, I suppose. <laughs> and uh, I suppose at the end of the day, like you're going in, you're not really expecting. You don't think of the, what the what the worst thing is to happen. Like you go in, and I was really keen to go in and see what it was like. And I suppose. I didn't really think about it too much. You just feel like you have the guards around you or it's probably not worth a prisoner doing something to me because they know then there's going to be... Of course. They're yeah. Bose fans as well, of course. <laughs> yeah. Most of them. <laughs> um, so they know they're going to get... Most of these lads are in this particular wing of mentor that we work in on good behaviour. So they're... Um, it's a reward for them. So they don't want to lose that hour they get in the yard with us because it is a big reward to them you can really see once we were uh, originally we were only going in on Tuesdays and once we told them we were coming in on the Thursdays as well like they got you could see in their face they were really excited and it's something they really look forward to in the week um, so in terms of intimidation I suppose you walk in at the start and it is it's quite an old building um, hasn't been done up in a while and obviously you see the bars and there's prisoners kind of just walking around you you are a little bit intimidated but so as you you just get over it really and you go out into the yard and get to it. You also it, played in Tala fairly late, so that's the thing. It's an interesting project though, but I just think it's interesting in the League of Ireland, so many players, they just go into the club, they train, they go, they have no connection, but I assume this has given you way more knowledge of what Bowes is about, to actually be first-hand as your work experience, seeing the work the club is doing. Yeah, absolutely. I think since I've been at Bowes, like you even see the ground, they kind of pride themselves on being working class north side as uh, the club does so it is brilliant i've gotten to meet great people like tommy hines who uh who's done great work with the foundation and you get to meet directors and it's a fantastic experience i suppose you could say to go into a prison and meet prisoners and talk to them and you get aspects of their lives and their views and stuff so it is it really broadens your perspective really what's the course you're doing in ucd uh, sports and exercise management okay so i've done two years and a year to go Okay. Is that kind of gym? Uh, is that physio oriented? No, oriented or it's quite broad. Yeah. Um, in that you could go from financial planning for sports to kind of strength and conditioning to like HRM to then there's coaching kind of psychological aspects like player development and welfare. So it is quite broad, and you can kind of um, go more specific as it goes on, and you could obviously do a postgrad and go more specific what it is I suppose your time at Brave was very good preparation on all the various aspects of that to be <laughs> yeah, honest yeah yeah I learned a lot there but um, no it's a good it's a good course to have especially leaving school I wasn't quite sure of what I wanted to do and I didn't want to be like a accountant or a doctor or anything really like a profession I suppose so it was good I knew I was interested in sport obviously so it was a good uh, course to do it's nice and broad and you get to learn different bits and you see what you like and see what you don't like and Shane we had uh, we had a couple of guys on who've kind of had English experience from more than yourself as well and Johnny Dunleavy felt that it was quite cliquish in the dressing room over there but do you see a difference in like the life of the English professional versus the life of the League of Ireland professional or and obviously you're at a, I guess you are at a pretty special club in that regard at the moment in terms of your ambience but yeah it is it's very different I suppose because you know you're dealing with lads from international you know backgrounds as well coming from all over the world um, so it would be quite clicky like you know I played in, in clubs where there were Spanish lads and Dutch lads and that and they, they would be and obviously the language barrier can be an issue as well at times but also in England it's a massive country so lads are living you know an hour an hour and a half away they're not, not all going to be around the area so they might be shooting back to, 
doing all their, their homes um, straight after training. Not many lads will stay around, especially where I was in Ipswich. Um, it's out on a dog leg, so you're miles from everywhere, really. Um, and a lot of lads would live down in London, maybe, or, or up north, um, so they travel away. So it's hard to kind of create that team spirit, you know, because you're not around each other a lot, only when you're training, and lads just, you know, get in and get out as quick as possible, I suppose. So it, it is a lot different in that regard, whereas here, you know, we're all Irish lads, majority of us. Um, I, I just kind of mentioned the two Irish Nigerian lads in the in the squad, right? Butzer, yeah. who's obviously had an unbelievable year, yeah. and Izzy then who came back and got the goal. But the first interview I read with Fudzer, I had to laugh at this, I, and I genuinely don't know. Maybe you can explain this to me. He goes, "It's great having uh, Izzy Akinade in the squad as well." And I was like, "Oh yeah, cool. Yeah. You've got a kind of similar background." And he goes, "Yeah, we're cousins." Yeah. And I was like, "Hang on, now. There's eight <laughs> trillion people in Nigeria. Two of them are at bows from their background, and they're cousins." Now, come on, what's going on there? Lads? Little and large as well. Yeah, yeah, they, they don't even. Remotely, like I was surprised as well when I heard that. But <laughs> you know, like the two great lads, I have to say. Futter, uh, what, what a season been, he's had! Like. Yeah, he's had a fantastic. If you had to say that to me to start in pre-season, you know, I would have never called that. But he's been he's been brilliant. He's a great lad. Lads wind him up an awful lot in the dressing room. Um, Larkin Fitzgerald in particular, <laughs> Marty, but um, he takes it he takes it well, Futter, um, and he's been great. He's been great on the field for us, and said himself and Oscar in the middle of the park have been very important. When you say you didn't see it in pre-season, has he just improved? Yeah, I think well, in, in fairness to Oscar, he or uh, to Fudzer, he was in college with Manute and he was playing in the Collingwood Cup, I think, and he was coming from playing games in the afternoon to you know playing a pre-season game in the evening, and he was struggling, cramp, all that kind of thing, and we didn't really realise, I suppose, um, as best players, maybe you know the toll it was taking on him, and it did affect him. He'll admit that himself. So, um, but ever since the kind of the college football stopped, he just kicked on, and he's been. You know, um, different class for us. Yeah, and even yeah. The look at the first few games of the season. I don't think he was even in the squad, and mm. uh, it really turned from. He got his chance in the EA Sports Cup game against Cabin Tilly at home, and he started. That is the beauty of the EA Sports Cup as well, isn't it? You know, it gives guys his chance. Yeah, absolutely, and especially the 19s and even the 17s. We have opposed the 19s have been brilliant this season, and there's so many lads like Paddy Kirk, uh, Stephen Nolan, Jamie Hamilton mm. of all made the debuts in the league and for the first team. So it, the Leinster Senior Cup and the A Sports Cup are brilliant opportunities for lads who and, maybe haven't been playing And, and just with Fudzer as well, like his physicality, like he's he's a ball of muscle, isn't he? Like he's just mm. such an athlete for such a small guy. Like Yeah, he's really, like he's got a great leap on him as well. I think mm. there was a good picture of him and Dave McAllister after the Rovers game. I think he's, somebody might have tweeted that as well from the Bose camp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's jumping over him. And nobody's brilliant. Not like you and Wardy. Yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> he's so small as well, he's he's able to get in in around lads and <laughs> how good is Akinadi as well? Because <laughs> yeah. just the the issues he had with not being able to play through the, that blood issue he had or whatever it is, obviously, mm. um, which y you got to feel sympathy because of the games he missed because of this. But how good is he as a player? Because he just he just looks. I remember him playing against like Dundalk about two seasons ago when Garkland couldn't manage him at all. Yeah. And if he could actually, I suppose, reach his physical peak as well, how good could he be? Yeah, like is he something that's that's not around in the league, I suppose, and um, with his, his raw pace and you know his strength as well. I've never seen a man to cover the ground. You know, one of his steps, you know, would be three or four of ours, and he's just on top of you. You don't realize six or seven of footers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I suppose that goal against Rovers as well. The way he strikes the ball, like that would have could have gone anywhere. You know, but that one time it <laughs> came yeah. off from you know, and the and flick from Dinny as well. Yeah, exactly. You know, so he, he, he is he's fantastic. It's, it's been a tough year for Izzy though off the pitch in terms of his you know the illness and stuff like that. And it's it took his toll on him. Yeah, because 
football is so important to him and uh, it was hard you know him coming down and, and you know watching us the whole time and not being a part of him for us because he's such an integral part of, of of the club now he's been around for so long and, was, and you can even see that in the last couple of games the impact he, he's made when he's played so um, it's great to have him back on the pitch got a few questions for you lads before that Oscar am I right in saying that you're in UCD but UCD actually never don't go there Dan is this is this, is this <laughs> sort subject. oh really oh, okay. <laughs> go ahead Dan yeah. well listen we've had your media ban so we'll have this issue with, with Oscar here um, yeah well I started um, during my leaving cert I was with Bray um, and I left that summer because I kind of progressed from the 19s into the first team and then there was issues regarding like we had four different managers in four yeah. months wasn't getting into, you just got brave wasn't getting yeah, into yeah. <laughs> wasn't getting into squads and that so I kind of hadn't played I kind of stopped one day and I hadn't played a match in four or five months maybe so I kind of thought you know I'm only 19 still like I need to be playing football so I was going to UCD that September uh, to go to college so I thought I'll, I knew um, people involved in the football club there so I thought I'll go play Leinster Senior League with them get back on the horse and play till Christmas and then see what happens then kind of to be honest with a view of progressing to their first team and you know they, they have the whole scholarship process there yeah. so I thought it'd be good in my head I thought you know do three years at UCD in college natural fit yeah play for the club get my League of Ireland experience I suppose do my apprenticeship there and progress from there um, so I did I went into the college and was studying I was playing with the Leinster Senior League side uh, and thought I was doing quite well uh, and I came to Christmas and I spoke to the gaffer who's the head of football in UCD uh, about progressing because I'd had a phone call from Cabin Teeley, uh, about coming down but obviously it would make more sense to stay at UCD and play for them and do my three years with them and uh, they were kind of having none of it they're just, just kind of saying I wasn't ready and maybe in July you might have you up training Good maybe enough. next year yeah <laughs> obviously <laughs> all weren't this, ready yeah <laughs> all this that kind of talk so uh, all this one yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. so I'd kind of obviously been following the league for years and I'd been watching lads all all summer uh, sitting in the stand so I kind of you know it's like looking at something you can't have like I just really wanted to get out and experience playing League of Ireland football and Kevin Healy had presented me with the opportunity to do that so now you're playing for Bowers you don't feel too bad to be yeah. fair yeah okay. I think that's fair <laughs> yeah. to say we'll, we'll, we'll run through a couple of these questions <laughs> uh, we've got Geordie O'Reilly here having won the Bradley Cup final two <laughs> weeks ago um, having that taste of winning a trophy in line with assumed safety a bit of a, is the Cup a priority well I suppose this week you, know, you have Finn Harps on Friday where is the Cup in, in your plans this year um, yeah it is important obviously you know, staying in the division, especially with the way you know things have panned out this year in terms of three teams going down, is the main objective. But we'd love to go on a cup run, especially for the fans, because I suppose our home form hasn't been great this year either, and we haven't given them enough to, to show it about at home. So I'd love to go, you know, on a cup run, um, and it'd be great for the club, be great for the for the lads as well, um, to experience that. So it is, it's a, it is. I think at this stage where we're at now, I think we can look to you know push on the cup. Are you still against Daily Mount being? Knocked down, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, You're still the old scooter yeah, on that 100%. Yeah. Maybe the old goal mounts could be done though and flattened a bit for me, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, apart from that, no, I'd love to stay where it is. Yes or no, uh, 10 team league to both of you? I don't think so. For me, it's you know, playing everyone four times, I didn't know it was going to get a bit repetitive. I'm not sure. Um, the way it was done, especially, I, I don't like the way it was done. Um, but 
you know, we'll see next year. We might have a different opinion next season, but um, if we're not one of the teams going down, then I don't care. Yeah, Oscar? <laughs> uh, yeah, obviously I experienced playing everyone four times last year um, in the first division, and even we had shells in one of the cups, so I ended up playing them five times. It's nearly nearly training with them mm. by that stage. Um, obviously it is tough, like going to 10 teams leagues, um, but if you stick with 12, like the first division is getting neglected like eight teams in the league is that's the other thing the first division does benefit from this yeah it is poor enough um so you've got to look at it from both sides uh i don't think there is a, ever a perfect solution with the league of ireland it's a it's no funny it's always league. an imperfect solution. yeah yeah <laughs> shane your, your thoughts on ryan clark what are your thoughts on conor o'malley's move yeah because I, I wanted to bring this yeah. up as well since uh, sunday you are once again the best keeper in the league <laughs> am we yeah <laughs> Right. Connor is gone. <laughs> really? Well, um, well, it was definitely between the two of you. That's anyway. the Johnny we're welcome. Yeah, 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 that, that's all right. Oh no, Connor's great keeper. Um, you know, he's Jesus. Some of the saves he's made this year have been unbelievable. Um, and I'm delighted. I got a quick look at Peterborough, their their squad um, in terms of who they had there keepers wise. And I think Jonathan Bond's on loan from Reading, so he's an English under twenty one keeper. You wouldn't know what happened there. I, I think he's obviously he's in for the moment, um, and he could be recalled. You wouldn't know what the Reading at any stage. So it's it's a great opportunity. There doesn't seem to be too many others ahead of him or or behind them. I don't think. Um, and Peterborough have been known to produce players and or buy players and then move them on. So I think it's it's a good move for him, and I, I hope at some stage maybe it mightn't be, you know, straight away this this season or um, within the next six months. But um, I, I'd love to see him get in and play games. He's he's young. He's twenty three. He's got plenty of time on his side as well, but I just I wouldn't like him to go and, and sit on the bench for another I know, a few years after, you know, and playing so much here as well. It's just gonna you know stagnate his career. Are, are you done with England? Yes, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I can't see myself ever going back there. To be honest, I'm you know I'm, I'm getting on now in years as well. So well, you're thirty. Like that's not really old. What age, Dave Ford? Thirty nine. Oh, yeah, he's, he's he was born in the seventies anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's had to think there. Yeah, um, no, yeah, that's fairly, that's fairly uh, convincing. Yeah. yeah, no, I think I'm, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy here and enjoying myself in the League of Ireland. So, I'm happy. Are you enjoying yourself more in the League of Ireland than, than you thought you would? Yeah, absolutely. I wasn't sure to be honest coming back what it, what it would be like. You know, I said I've been away from the game for seven years. I hadn't played. You know, so I, I wasn't sure where I'd be at in yeah. terms of my own game. Um, so I was a bit, you know, I wasn't sure coming back in, but I've been pleasantly surprised by it. And um, again, this season, I've obviously starting the season out with Bowes instead of coming in halfway through has has been, you know, been better for me. Um, getting down to know the lads earlier and um, playing playing a full season now has been great. So yeah, I'm enjoying it, and it's 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 a it's a good standard as well. And a question from Julian Kenny: What's your favourite craft beer? The five lamps, probably. Five lamps, yeah. Oscar. I don't drink. I'm a true pro. You don't drink. No. Um, I, I think I think, yeah. yeah, I think we're nearly there. I'm, I'm off shortly to interview Ryan Moore, who also doesn't drink. Um, but hopefully, I'll find so some you, common you, ground. Literally, nothing in common there. Nothing. Yeah. Um, fresh from Dan Stag quite recently as well. Yeah, um, was, was which which took a good bit out of us. Good to have you on, lads. And uh, last question from me, anyway. The best player in the league. I would have said Shani McGuire, obviously, until he left. Um, but I will go with. Oscar Brennan probably <laughs> <laughs> take that UCD if you actually had said the lads in beside that that's fair enough because he's a brilliant keeper to be fair like, Oscar uh, you're keepers you're, aren't players no yeah. no yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nowadays best player in the league um, I suppose people instantly mention Maguire and Patrick McElhenney but one player I've really been impressed with this season is Ron Curtis at Derry 
I think uh, such a young player and he started the under-21s fixture in March and in terms of his hold-up plays, direct, he can score goals, he can go at players and he's good in the air as well. I think he's a really good prospect. I've seen him in the paper today as well. He could be off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I didn't an know that actually. He's I, got an I, option in Sweden, yeah. Dan, yeah. you may know this. Is uh, Will will the send it off carry over to the cup for um, Paddy McCourt? He was sent off for two yellows on Friday. He's just thrown this at me here, John. Yeah, because otherwise you'll be facing probably the most talented player yeah. yeah, and now we faced him already. He caused us a bit of havoc last time up there as well. What so. a baller. Yeah, serious operator. So um, I suppose we were hoping he's probably suspended. He nutmeg me the last day and I knew it was coming. I still couldn't stop it. So <laughs> hopefully he's suspended. Yeah. Cheers for coming in, lads. Well, Cheers. Thanks for having us. Cheers. And uh, yeah, best of luck with the uh, the cup. Uh, was the name I forgot? The Conway Cup. The Conway Cup, yeah. yeah. And uh, great initiative. And uh, see you soon for five lamps. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Happy Cheers. days. <laughs> okay, now back to the issue of fixtures. We're going to go through the cup fixtures of the weekend. And obviously look this up online if you want the actual times and all that. Cabo against UCD in a local derby that would have been... Uh, very close to the heart of Oscar not so long ago. Watford against Shells, Wexford against Crumlin, Harps against Bowes, the big game for the boys. Rovers against Glenville, Shamrock Rovers, that is. Cove against Killarney Celtic. Cove Wanderers. Cove Wanderers, rather, against Killarney Celtic. Ballincollig against Athlone Town. Bangor Celtic against Everton. Bray Wanderers against Cork City, another all Premier Division tie. Longford Town against Sligo Rovers. Um, something of a derby game in that part of uh, the sort of North Midlands to the Northwest. Cove Ramblers against Limerick. Bluebell against Sheriff. Port Marnock against Pats. Evergreen against Drogheda and just on a mention of Pats are great to see our old uh, member of the show Owen Garvin play so well against Sligo and hopefully he'll have a good end of the season Cholester against Galway United and Dundalk against Derry City Dan and you wanted to bring up something on Sunday evening well, no, just we, men- we mentioned it briefly just that well, Ronan Curtis might not be playing in it because um, he's been approached by there's a bid being put in by Oster Sons who are a Swedish side that saw him play against uh, Mitchell in the Europa League so who would have thought that a trashing could could turn the career around of have someone you been impressed by Curtis I know I have actually yeah um, but I, I like he's he I don't know sometimes you got the sense he's wanted to play as a striker but he's been playing out wide but actually his return has been quite good and um, I saw him actually funny enough Stundalk Derry in the cup and it was actually the cup semi-final last year um, he was very impressive. Might even come on as a sub in that game. Uh, now the dog won after a replay in the semi-final, but um, he would be a big loss to Derry. Now, I, I just think we're, it's it, isn't it funny the way things have gone that I suppose we speak about the young talent that there is in the league, and there's no doubt that it's there. But there's probably a pressure to keep producing it because you lose up Maguire, you lose O'Connor, you lose Connor O'Malley. You're probably going to lose Curtis. I mean, if this doesn't, the Swedish transfer deadline is Friday. That's why there's a bit of pressure with this. Um, you know, but if not, it seems like he might go somewhere else. Let's talk of Conor McDermott, I think, as well. Um, having attention from Brighton, I think that was in the Sun today. Um, and you know, Trevor Clark, there's been speculation about. So there's a lot of good young players I'm in the league, but, but inevitably that you're, you're going to lose them. You need to keep producing them, and I, and I suppose that is the value of maybe having clubs like Bowes that almost by necessity have to blow the young players. Then the problem for them is that sometimes they they lose them to other clubs um, and that's Nature almost, of the beast. that's the food chain really um, and, and I suppose the next step for them is to start keeping them but um, yeah we're, we're under pressure to, to keep producing young talent because it can be deflating when you, when you just see guys go you know in sequence a lot mm. of them in, in, in one goal. We weren't surprised with Conor O'Malley either. No very good player yeah. um, and better than Supple? 
Oh, that's harsh. I, I still think Supple is... I mean, I think O'Malley is not the finished product, but I mean, he's on the way to being a very good keeper. He hasn't played a huge amount of football. I think sort of Shane... But he's had a lot of shots to Sh- save. Shane did He's had a lot of practice. Mm. And sometimes the, sometimes the keeper has had a lot of shots to save. It can be misleading, but I think he is... I think he's very good, yeah. And I think Peterborough's a good fit because I mean, Forrester is there and a bit like the lads. I mean, I was over in Preston last weekend, I should say, and I've never seen hype about a League of Ireland player like there was about Sean Maguire. When you think about how did he play? He did very well. But when when you think that the championship is is a you know one of the top ten wealthiest leagues in the world and this is a club within the championship, twenty thousand people there. I mean it is another level really just in terms of structure and everything. It really is. Sheffield Wednesday brought uh, six thousand fans, yeah, you said. Yeah. And um but I mean, all all people wanted to speak about before was Maguire, and normally, I think it helps that Horgan and Boyle have been there and cleared the path for him in terms of respectability. But at the same time, it's very unusual. It's very they're they're not a big budget club, so I think the two there's you know the two of them are together. If Maguire had gone to Wolves, who were now run by Jorge Mendes, I don't think there'd be the same buzz around it. But um, okay, they lost in the League Cup the other night. Um, and a few of the other O'Connor played him and, and Boyle and maybe not a great night for them but uh, for Maguire it's certainly it's it's pretty exciting but anyway I mean you look at it the, the, the FBI Cup was almost you know this time last year that's what that was setting Cork off on a journey and I mean, I don't know this year where and where are we going? Should know? mention just the Stephen Kenny thing as well. That's a uh, big big news. And as I said, just the fact that it's nice to see it's the top sports story in RT soccer. Team. Ah, well, yeah, but I, I think you know, I, I think sort of Kenny's profile has risen and the league's profile. And I mean, sometimes it's just a slow news day, Johnny. I wouldn't read too much into it, but um, and obviously, well, I'm going anyway. But obviously, we don't care what's an RT sport. We were interested in what's an independent.ie and air sport. Yeah, is their main story. Say that independent.ie uh, and air sport. Uh, very yeah. very important stories yeah. to read. Um, what fixtures take your eye here well, obviously. I should also mention as well we had the EA Sports Cup um, semi-finals on Monday too and Cork losing to Rovers in terms of the review um, quite a, you know with Alan Bennett being sent off um, for terrible a, decision in Terryland as well Galway United uh, well that was a shocking decision yeah. the Bennett one I'm still not sure about um, but um, for Cork I suppose in terms of what takes my eye uh you know, Cork have to league one. Basically, they're going to. I think you know they could need eight more points, and might only be two more wins if the dog drop points in Derry. So, uh, what takes my eye is that you would have thought, okay, for Cork, what's the next step out of Europe? It's to go for the treble, and all of a sudden now it's the double. And could they go to Bray at the weekend, who have got their money till the rest of the season? It's still. Um, it's still not a great picture there, and I still don't think Bray are the poster boy club you want sort of challenging for cups and, and potential and Europe, banana really. skin though but I think it's a tough one for mm. them yeah I, I think um, Cork squad is is just a bit light um, just in terms of real proven first team players and we played Ellis the other day they had McCarthy had come on they've, they've done a guy um, from UC, UCC they've brought in um, they're not like just blessed with huge depth in their squad and okay Bennett gets an automatic red so he would be suspended and um this is going to be difficult for them. Okay, Conor McCormick was suspended on Monday. He comes back. Uh, but it's, this is a tough game for them. I, I do think they'll get through it. Um, but at this stage of the competition, like the, we've actually got a couple of cracking ties. I think Bray Cork, um, Harps Bowes, and Dundalk Derry is Sunday evening. Um, I mean, that's huge because, okay, Stephen Kenny um, is staying and that's good news for Dundalk. And it would suggest that he's got good answers about what the club plan to do because they still have European money there and decisions to make. Um for the rest of their season, God, if they were to go out of the cup, 
you know they're left facing into a year of of very little excitement so i mean you you, you almost feel like you would fancy them dog for the cup on the basis that it's the be all and end all for them in addition to the a sports cup you know it would be the be all and end all for them and but that's a hell of a tie like it's actually for for a second round weekend or first round weekend oh, it's, yeah. it's one of the more interesting ones and the thing is the flip side is i mean for the likes of rovers and who you know even whoever, Galway united we're whoever, thinking yeah, this could happen for us whoever year, you know? gets through there's going to be three premier teams out and sure. all of a sudden it's just going to open up a bit for for the other clubs and uh before we go we just like if you would uh do a little favor for us and give us reviews on itunes dan because we want a bit of a it's, want a bit of reviews it's, banter. It, it sits a bit uncomfortably although i mean I, I mean i know you like you appear in you know five ten twenty podcasts a week and um i've, I've heard john often the, with yourself i've heard john the final furlong one before i mean you know they're sort of begging for reviews and i was like oh, i mean that's a bit undignified isn't it but, anyway. apparently, but apparently it's good it's yeah. good for business so if uh, if people are out there and they do listen to us every week just give us a review i i presume the assumption there is that they would give us a good review as opposed to just a review which makes an ass of you like, and me of well, course, like, if, if we get a couple assume. of one out of fives i'm not sure mm. if this is actually going to really do we just want do we just want because chris just producer's not here he's off at the women's rugby world cup we may never actually see him again mm. but um and i was just saying about getting some reviews and i assume we want good reviews are we clear yeah we want some good reviews all right and i think we should uh, we should uh, get a good review after the two lads because they were just top blokes great having them on um but maybe you'll di- may- maybe you'll disagree if you're a rovers fan or Stephen Bradley or something like that. But uh, that was episode 25. And uh, looking forward to seeing you all next week for episode 26 when we're back to the bread and butter. And three of the teams will be out of the FAI Cup. Thank you very much for listening. Mm-hmm.